A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long tube with a bunch of bees. believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in His Son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17, that's the whole thing. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog, episode 93. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So, Master's Dog is a podcast where I deal with uh, just anything that kind of flies in the face of God's Word. Usually, I, I do response videos to the Saints Unscripted faith and belief segment of their podcast and then anything else that pops up that just kind of intersects with the Christian worldview where it essentially is attacking God's word based on the quote at the beginning of the introduction video, the Calvin quote there. So today we're going to be looking at something that, excuse me, has popped up multiple times in the last week in my, in multiple feeds. I mean, it popped up in my YouTube it popped up in my Facebook. It popped up in Twitter. Uh, one was where they took a, a video and they took this video that I'm going to respond to and put in a video of Joel Osteen and compared the two. Excuse me. Um, don't drink Diet Mountain Dew before you do a podcast. Um, I make a list of all these things I shouldn't do before I do podcasts, and then I do them all before I do my podcast. So, um, so but... 
And and I don't know if it's because he was in the movie. I just watched the movie Coming to America, the second one, part two, Coming to America, right? Um, and Trevor Noah is in this movie. He plays the ZNN, the Zamunda News Network uh, anchor. And so it may be that has caused, of course, you know, the AI, the way AI works, um, the algorithms, the algorithms. Uh, it, he's been popping up all over the place on my feeds the last couple of days. So I finally, as I watched this video, I wanted to respond to it because here's the here's the the comparison. The videos are popping up and they're basically saying Trevor Noah knows the gospel more than uh, Joel Osteen does. Well, one, that's not really hard to do. Uh, two, I want to take a look at the video and let's find out if Trevor Noah really knows the gospel. Because, again, it, it knowing some Bible verses and stuff like that is not knowing the gospel. Satan knows Bible verses. And we've seen that. I remember uh, years ago, uh, we had a girl on our, our worship band in the church that I pastored. And she was always befriending, like, the, the street kids, right? And then, so two of the street kids... Uh, did this whole thing. Apparently they just didn't think that anybody had ever seen uh, Clerks or Jay and Silent Bob or Mall Rats or any of those movies. So they would do this, uh, this Jay and Silent Bob routine. And I mean, down to, down to, you know, calling him, you know, this big fat, you know, stuff and, and so on the two kids. And, but they were uh, spewing out a few, like, not even really Bible verses, but just, things names and stuff from the bible and and she's like look they know they know and i'm like no they don't they're they're, they're just everything they're they're spewing out is just blasphemous and and ridiculous and so i wanted to take a look because again this is i've seen so many guys go on um the breakfast club with uh charlemagne and I won't finish out his name. I won't call him Charlemagne, the what he wants to be called, because he's not. Um, so, but I've watched these guys go on there with Charlemagne, multiple Christians or, or professing Christians or whatever. But they all, none of them are willing to, like, take it to him. And none of them, apparently, I don't guess none of them have got enough biblical knowledge that they can refute the things that he says. And he just says ridiculous stuff. And you'll see it in this video, too. He, I mean, he says some, some ridiculous stuff that Trevor Noah doesn't really respond to. So we're going to take a look at the video. And as we usually do, um, I will respond as I feel led to respond. So he'll talk. I'll shut him up and uh, pause him. <laughs> And then I will respond to what he's saying and we'll go through and, and we'll just see how long this goes and how far it takes us. So uh, this is Trevor Noah on uh, The Breakfast Club. And as you can see there, the, the title of the, the video is Trevor Noah's take on of Christianity and the Bible. So here we go. I'm torn because I grew up in a very religious family. So like I love Kanye Sunday service. I love the music. And I love the way he's composed the things, but it, it throws me off sometimes when it's like a hip hop song that's been turned into gospel. And I just think of this because of my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you grew up in a religious house, right. you're always thinking about like, what would your mom say about what you, you know? Right. So like, I, I, I don't, I don't. I... Okay, so 
Let, let's deal with that for just a minute. I, I went to see. Now, this is from a year ago. This is not a recent video. This is, like, I believe, January 2020 was when he was on the show. And so it's right, you know, the, the, all the things going on with, with Kanye and so on. Um, he, I, I went to the Sunday service that he had here in Salt Lake City. And I enjoyed it. I listened to Adam Tyson preach, and the gospel was preached, and it was amazing. I got to share the gospel with some Mormon kids and some other kids that were out there. Got to hang out with some Christian kids. Um, I, I say Christian kids. <laughs> Kenan is, is, is married and pregnant now, um, about to have a baby, and, and I'm still, she was a kid <laughs> last year. Uh, so... Um, but I was there and, and the thing that he said about the, the songs, the hip hop songs that are turned into, to, I, I loved, uh, the Jesus is King album. I loved the, um, the, the song, a lot of the songs that they did, but they did one where they took Prince's, I will die. I would die for you. And they turned it into Jesus died for you. I've never been a big fan of that. I remember years ago watching, uh, public access TV in, in Seattle and these youth groups, these church groups that were submitting videos to the, the public service station or public access channel like Wayne's world, where they were taking Christian or hip hop songs. They were taking rap songs and rewriting them as Christian songs, but they weren't changing any of the beat or anything like that. They were just changing the lyrics. And I'm like, you know what? That's not, how is that not stealing? So that was always my opinion of that, that. How is it not stealing? So it had nothing to do with, I mean, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but uh, so I don't know what his, you know, he, he, he kind of took this weird turn and he goes into some other stuff here. And oh, by the way, language warning, um, he is about to blaspheme. Uh, so if you need to take a minute to pause and remove your children from the room, uh, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he took this weird turn and he doesn't even really explain what it is about Christian. And I just gave you my opinion of why you shouldn't take secular songs and turn them into Christian songs. Cause it's basically stealing. You're taking from another artist, his creativity and their creativity and, and just putting in your own words. And that, it's, it's one thing to sample. It's one thing to work it into. It's a whole nother thing to just simply steal it and change the words to it. That's theft. So, but now he's going to go into this thing of, you know, it's because of his mom. He grew up in a Christian home, so he doesn't do these things because of his mom. And so he's going to go into the whole issue of blasphemy. I still don't blaspheme. I don't, I don't say like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. I don't say that. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> you just said it, Trevor. So again, it's this whole issue of, um, you know, <laughs> cursing and so on. I understand when, when people slip up, it's, it's one thing to, you know, hit your hand. I mean, blasphemy is, is really bad. And, and that's one thing that we should really avoid doing at all costs. Um, but again, other profane words, you know, the S word, the F word and stuff like that. I mean, when you are shocked or hurt or any of these things and something like that comes out. Okay. I just watched a video of an old friend of mine get uh rear-ended um and you know he, he his dash cam caught the rear ending and of course he blurts out the s word and, and stuff like that and so and it, 
whole other topic. I'm not going to rabbit trail on that. So, but the reality is, Trevor, you just did it. You can't say I don't blaspheme and then do it intentionally. Um, you know, again, I'm going to get some, some blowback on that from, from people who saw my Mises video, but that's all, like I said, a whole nother story and we'll move, we'll hold on to that for another day. So, uh, continue on Trevor. Just because of my mom. Charlamagne's like, I say it all the time. I do all the time. You do? grew up on Jesus? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You, that, that, was, that was my life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't? I was Jehovah's Witness, so yeah. So, oh, Lord. Yeah, but Jehovah's Witness. Oh, I mean, no. They, they, I see they, why you say Jehovah's Jesus Christ. God. There again. It's, you took the Lord's name in vain. Even to say, oh, Lord, without truly calling upon the Lord, it's taking his name in vain, and it's blasphemy. God and Jesus is his son. No, no, no. I get that. I get yeah. that. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, you had it rough. Yeah. Man. No, you had it really rough. I mean, you know, but you know what? I, I, yeah, I did. Nah, you had it rough. Yeah, because the holiday. Because I, really like, I had like, I had like fun religion. That's what I had. <laughs> Jehovah's Witness is not fun religion. It's I had fun strict. religion. No holidays. Ooh, evangelical, <laughs> dancing in the church, whatever. Jehovah's Witness, don't they believe that heaven is full already? Uh, they believe only 144,000 are going to heaven. And I'm, I'm like, so it's full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never understood that concept. You know, I, I never understood why people were knocking on my door, telling me, "Yo, you want to join this?" But it's full. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> then why would I want to join? No, because heaven's going to be on earth. So as he's going on about the Jehovah's Witnesses here, we're going to get to a point where the reality is, is dude, your 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 idol that you've created for yourself is just as false. You know, I mean, and he never does actually say Jehovah's Witness is false. He's just like, oh, you you had it hard. You know, you had this weird stuff where we had fun. We danced in the aisles and blah, 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 blah. I mean, never once does he actually point out the fact that Jehovah's Witness is not Christianity. It's not Christian. They don't believe in Jesus. They, I mean, they get to the point where they, they, they kind of grapple back and forth over the Trinity but there's never a concrete, you're wrong. It was 144,000 who got in. And I remember the first time I asked him, yeah. he knocked on the door and I spoke to him. I was like, wait, so it's full? And he's like, no, it's not full. It's 144,000. I was like, but when when did you start? Like, it's, I always look at it as exclusive membership. I think that we, yeah, get, and I it's think full. we put too many people in heaven. And it's full. I'm not you are telling me in what, how many years has the Jehovah's Witness Church been around? Oh, I don't know. A long huh? time. And you're telling me in all that time, 144,000? So, I never thought I'd ever hear myself say this, but that, that, there's one place where I actually agree with Charlemagne, and I'm not going to say we put too many people in heaven. We have nothing to do with it. But they put too many people in heaven. Uh, you know, all the newspapers, anytime a celebrity dies, a very talented celebrity. I mean, we get, you know, Prince dies, and we see the... Uh, Political cartoons of Prince at the Pearly Gates and God, you know, shaking his hand or whatever, getting an autograph, any, any of those ridiculous things. But the reality is, is, is not everyone who dies goes to heaven. And, and I think that's, that's a, a statement that, that Charlemagne was trying to make there and something that I would agree with him on, uh, that the media and uh, the world put way too many people in heaven. The whole everybody's going to heaven thing, I mean, it's Mormonism, not Jehovah's Witnesses, but it they do put way too many people in heaven.
people haven't seen. gotten in. Maybe they haven't filtered up yet. No, man. I man, don't like yo, that. Yo, That's why I'm saying it's not Trav, fun religion. I don't it. like the idea that I'm going to be part of a religion where I'm going to be at heaven and be like, yo, Charlemagne. Shal- I'm on the list. <laughs> yo, what do you mean it's full? What but think about it. If we're talking about people being sinless and not committing any sin. That's why I say it's not fun religion. Uh, That's why it's not fun. It has nothing to do with sinless and not committing sins. That's not how you get into heaven, Charlemagne. And again, Trevor doesn't really uh, refute him on this. He, he does talk about sinners in heaven, but uh, but again, not not in an accurate presentation of the gospel. On religion, that's be, exactly what I'm talking about. Kevin's a hard club to that's get into. That's why I'm saying yeah. the religion I grew up in was a fun religion. All you had to do was accept Jesus Christ right. as your Lord and Savior, and you were getting into heaven. Like that was it. John 3, verse 16, baby. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know who wrote whosoever that? Whosoever believed in him. A sinner. Yeah, a everyone sin. is a sinner. And that's what makes religion, my religion, fun, sin. Charlemagne. So heaven must, I mean, hell must be empty. Then. Imagine you're going to go to heaven, there's no sinners? So hell is empty. By that logic, no, no, hell no, no, is completely no, no, empty. No, no, no. See, now, now Charlemagne is taking uh, the logical role to say... If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just believing, just, be, I mean, everybody has heard of Jesus. I mean, there are people who deny that he existed or stuff like that. But to make the statement just to believe, I mean, the Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. They're not going to heaven. So again, we, we take scripture verses in the context of the whole of scripture. We don't just take one verse at a time and, and create a theology around it and then move on to the next verse. And because then you're, 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 that's when people come up with the contradictions and stuff like that. You don't accept Jesus. Jesus is not a 14-year-old junior high school girl sitting up in the clouds waiting for you to check the box. Oh, please check yes. Do you like me? Do you like? That's not what Jesus is doing. Jesus is your Lord and Savior, whether you accept it or not. He is your Lord. He is the King of Kings and the Lords of, Lord of Lords. He's coming back with, with a sword on his thigh and a, and a name written on his side that says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is coming back in judgment. He is your Lord, whether you accept it or not. Now, here's where we get into the issue of, is he your Savior? Have you repented and put your faith in him? Jesus starts his earthly ministry. He starts out preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. John the Baptist's gospel and his preaching was a gospel of repentance. Repent and trust. Repent and trust. This is what our gospel is. It is a gospel of repentance. You have to change the way you think. Nothing in Either one of these gentlemen's presentation of Christianity has anything to do with changing the way they think. It's all about just, you know, accept this and accept that and then you get to go to heaven and, and blah, 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 blah. There's no talk of, of, of repenting of sin. You know, they're just like, oh yeah, sinners in heaven and da, 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 da. You, essentially, you can do whatever you want. And, and Charlemagne takes the logical, well, then by that, that, by that logic heaven is empty or hell is empty. No, hell is full. And it has nothing to do with believing in Jesus or not. Hell, people will go to hell because there will be people who go to hell that believe in Jesus. John or Matthew seven, the, the, 
says that Jesus says to those people, they'll come to him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. There are going to be people who believe in Jesus, who believe that they've been doing things for Jesus, who believe they're going to heaven and they're not. So it's not about believing. You know, the, the, the people that go, well, no, it's just if you don't believe in Jesus is the only reason you go to hell because Jesus paid for everybody. No, your, your sins will condemn you to hell. Unrepentant sin is what takes people to hell. Repentance and faith in Christ is what gets you to heaven. Unrepentant sin takes you to hell. That is it because it's justice. It's the judgment and the righteousness of God. That, that says, if you do not repent of your sin, change the way you think, acknowledge that what you're doing is sinful, and turn from that and follow Jesus, deny yourself and follow him, that's how you get to heaven. Otherwise, you are still in your sin, and it's your unrepentant sin that is going to, to condemn you to hell. By that logic, it's the people who have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's all no. it's about. You got to no. think of heaven like a club, right? Okay. There's no. people who are in the club, there's people who are not in the club. Now, when they say you come in the club, there's a dress code, right? So they say no open-toed shoes <laughs> and no caps. And so what you can do is you can put on a pair of shoes outside the club mm-hmm. and you can take your cap off and then you come in. That's accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now you're yeah. in the club. But then there's some people who are just refusing their whole lives to take off the cap. Now you're going to stand outside with your cap and your sandals, right, which is a weird line. look, but that's your vibe. And so now literally we see parables that Jesus has, has taught in the Bible. We see that it, it's not that. It's not that you get to change your shoes outside. Here's how this works. If, if we're going to do the club analogy, which we can. I mean, it's a, a bounded set, not a centered set. This is something that was a big thing in the vineyard years ago. Centered set versus bounded set. Get people heading towards Jesus as long as they're moving towards him. He's the center and that's where... And, and it's not about boundaries, but Jesus makes it clear. I mean, you're either in or out. There is a, a definite boundary. So we'll use the, the, the exclusive club analogy, which it, it, it falls down, but we'll use that. Jesus has said, it's not that you're standing outside in line going, hey, we want to get in. We want to get in because nobody wants to get in. There, there's, 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 far, there's all these other clubs where you can go and get whatever it is that your heart desires and you can go to those places and have just a, a good time and there's no restrictions and nothing and, and you can just do what is right in your own eyes. The, the, the exclusive club that is heaven, Jesus says, I want you to come. The father says, I've chosen you to come and draws you to come. But then you get there and yeah, there is a dress code, you know, the, 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 it's, it's the parable of, of the feast. And the, the, the king says, where are my guests? And they're, they're, they all had other things to do. Well, go out and find the people on the highways and the byways and bring them in. And so the, the servant goes out and he finds those people and he brings them in and they come in. And then the king comes in and goes, why, why are these people all dressed so poorly? And, and, and he says, I will give them what is right to wear. And so Jesus says, Come on into my club. I want you to come. I'm drawing you to come. And yes, there is a dress code, but here I'm giving you the stuff. 
It's not that you have to change it on the outside in order to get in. It says, Jesus says, I'm bringing you in and you see the amazingness of the club. And he says, and by the way, let me give you my righteousness. Let me give you my garments. Let me give you my clothing. And let me bring you in. It's, it's, it's not that you're out there going, okay, well, I'm going to shoot. No, no. Uh, you know, this is not, I mean, we're getting into Calvinism here and I know I've got some friends that are going to not be real happy with that, but still this is, that's the way the analogy works. Jesus says, come into my club and let me give you what it is that you need to wear while you're here. It's not change it up on the outside and then you get in. That's, that's works. That is a salvation by works, and the Bible expressly denies that. We are saved by faith, grace. We are saved by faith and not of works, so that no man can boast. I changed my shoes on my own so I could get in. Hey, I'm I'm good. I took my hat off. Glory to me. That's that's not salvation. That's not the gospel. That's, I'm fine with that. What do you think <laughs> of the concept of uh, people putting Jesus before God, though? Because Jesus is the wait, son. Who, who does that? Everyone. Jesus. Wait, wait who's everyone? Yes, because Jesus you is the son. You can't make these God outlandish the statements next it's to me, Charlemagne. Who is everyone? People act Where, like Jesus. Show me your stat. Where do you get these stats people from? People act like Jesus is God. But Jesus is God. That's, See, that don't make any sense because no, the Bible says you shouldn't. God says don't put someone no, on my level. No, 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 no. Yes, it does. Okay, which Bible are you referring to? Cause, the LeBron James version. Cause, <laughs> right, because according to the Bible, according to the Bible, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and it's all one. So it's yeah, really I never, complicated. I never agreed with that. Yeah, it's we not, never thought like that about Destiny's Child. Yeah, but it was that, never but, beyond. But they, yeah, but they. Okay, so you can't. I mean, to make the the, the ridiculous comparison to Destiny's Child is just stupid. I mean, the bottom line, that's just dumb. And and again, so finally we get a place where Trevor's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, We're, I'm going to defend the Trinity here. But then he does a really poor job of defending the Trinity because he literally, as he moves on in this, I mean, the, he becomes flippant with the treatment of, of the Trinity and, and the person of the Father and the person of the Holy Spirit and even the person of the Son. Um, he gets a little, I mean, he's given, he's like, it's very complicated and he does give a, a, a stern rebuke on the whole issue of the Trinity. Yes, Jesus is God. Sorry, Charlemagne, it doesn't matter if you believe that. Well, I don't believe that. Well, um, go play on the highway and don't believe in trucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's not a matter of what you believe or don't believe. It's a matter of what is true. What does the Bible teach? And, and Trevor's right. The Bible does treat, teach the Trinity. But that doesn't make Trevor a Christian. Um, because, again, even the demons believe and tremble. Satan knows God is triune. The demons know God is triune. They know the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. They know these things. So just knowing this does not by any way make you a, a Christian. And so I'm, I'm going to let him go on here. I want to wrap it up here pretty quick. So They never said they were one thing. They never said yes, they, they were one should. thing. No, but they said it was like a group. They said yes, we knew it was a group. Trinity. So this isn't a group. We knew it was a group. No, they said it's by my I, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Trinity. It's the one and the same. How do you think the Holy Ghost feels? He only got a name. 
I think I think the Holy Ghost is living the best life. Can you imagine? You're okay, like God as well, but you can walk in the streets. Flippant. No one's asking for selfies. <laughs> That's a pretty dope life to live. That's an amazing life. Imagine if you Jesus. People are hanging you on the cross. If I was Jesus, I'd like, can you imagine? Like, they always go like, when is Jesus coming back? If I was Jesus, I wouldn't come back. I'd be like, yo, last oh. time they killed me, they didn't even have guns. You gonna come back now? Okay, see, now here again, this is this is the blasphemous stuff that is happening. The, the flippant treatment of who God is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is. This is, you can know, you can know these things. There are people that are going to approach Jesus on the last day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things in your name? We know who you are. They recognize Jesus. And he's going to look at them and say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, you blasphemer of my name, you ridiculer of the Trinity, I never knew you. I, if I'm the Holy Ghost, I am living the best life possible. You are God without any of the stress. Oh, right. Huh? You just if you're like, like if life. you're like God the Father, you gotta worry about like people <sighs> worshiping false idols, they're burning to they be paint white beard painting. It's too much stress. Holy Ghost is living the life. Now, Jesus is more popular than God. And I'm going to tell you why. Is more, yeah, because know. Jesus died for our sins. Yes. And Jesus has pictures. Yes. They connect them to every holiday. It's yes. marketing around that Jesus. Is, that is true. But I pray yes. to God every day. Yeah, but you don't even know. You don't. Not, you don't think about God like you think about Jesus. You don't, you don't even know God's name. We, they, <laughs> you they say, say God. You don't think yeah, about God. God like you we think don't. about Jesus. <laughs> it's two it's different the same people. Thing. What does that mean? Because I think I personally think they're two different entities. Okay, I understand why you say that. And yeah. there's people named Jesus out here. I, I I'll say this. I'll say this. Look, I'll say this. I think if. If it is, because I've always struggled with, I, I like I like religion, I like a lot of its teachings, right? What I struggle with is the church. I struggle with the people attached mm -hmm. to the church, and I struggle with the things that they do in the name of the church. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I've always struggled with that my whole life, right? But I do love the core teachings of religion if you apply them correctly. Because I always tell this to people, the Bible has every side to every story. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So in the Bible, it'll tell you that you need to chop somebody's head off if they're doing some shit. But it also says you need to forgive them. It also says you need to go to war. It says you need to go, you need to, you need to focus on peace. You know, it says mm -hmm. you, so for me, I like, I like those teachings because if you read the Bible from, from cover to cover, it's a balanced book. Mm -hmm. It really is a balanced book. It's flawed too, though. Yeah, of, but everything is. But it's a balanced yeah. book. So, what, did you see like, that? Like, you apply it. If you you can apply the Bible however you want to apply it in your right. life. Everyone can use it you for can any excuse. It okay, so a whole bunch of stuff just happened there. And the, the bottom line is, he talks about the Bible, but he doesn't believe the Bible. He talks about the contradictions, but he doesn't believe the Bible. He doesn't study the Bible. He hasn't, he may have claimed to have known these things. You know, again, the whole thing, the church is not homophobic. The church is not using the Bible to be homophobic. The church is looking at the Bible and going, as you've talked about, Trevor, that we believe people who are in sin are going to hell. So isn't it more loving to call those people to repentance than to let them just stumble on into hell in their sin? If we truly believe they're going to hell, the loving thing is to point that out and call them to repentance. He's going to hit the judge not lest you be judged verse here in a second. And I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm going to let it go because we're at 30 minutes already and I want to wrap this up. But uh, so they get there. They, they get to the place. Judge not lest you be judged first. Not understanding that that section of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is literally teaching us how to judge rightly. It's not about not judging. It's not about just ignore the sin of these people and do whatever. And, you know, because if, if you believe their sin is taking them to hell, then you're not calling them to repentance is telling them to go to hell. 
right? And so Jesus says, here's the deal. They have sin, you have sin. Your sin needs to be dealt with. That should be the bigger issue. That's why he explains it as a plank in your eye. Deal with your sin. Repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ. Turn away from your sin. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow him. Then he says, then you can see to help your brother take the speck out of his eye. Because when we look at our sin in comparison with our brother's sin, we should go great big log speck. The guy that we are going to to say, hey, you should really repent and put your trust in Jesus because the sin that you have is, go is going to take you to hell. He should recognize that what we look at as a speck, he should be going big log. And we need to make it clear that it is a big log. This is why we talk about hell and the law and justice and judgment of God on those who are sinful and, and, and the sheep and the goats being separated and the goats being cast into the lake of fire. We want to make hell reality, reality enough that they go, this thing that is in my eye is a very big deal and I need to deal with it through repentance and faith in Christ. It's not about not judging this. I, I, my, Ooh, yeah. So the whole issue of that verse where it, the way it is twisted is absolutely wrong. And it isn't, it does not fall in line with what the Bible is teaching. Jesus is teaching us to judge rightly, not to judge like a hypocrite, not to judge like the Pharisees who are actively committing the same sins that they are condemning others of. Right? These are the things Jesus talks about it. Paul talks about it in Romans. We see all these things being pointed out that you should judge. We are called to judge. We, we have to judge. It's part of our human nature to look at something. I am judging whether or not Trevor Noah is accurate in his preaching of the Bible. I have to. He's judging whether or not Charlemagne is accurate in his preaching of the Bible. And they're both judging whether or not this girl actually thinks about God the way that she thinks about or whatever, right? All kinds of judgment flying around there, but then they're going to go judge not lest you be judged. You've just judged a whole bunch, right? And so we have to understand the verse in the context of the whole and so on. So, and then again with the, with the comparison that he, him and Joel Osteen, this comparison between he and Joel Osteen of uh, Joel Osteen, uh, he knows more about the gospel than Joel Osteen. That's, that's actually false because they're both wrong. They both don't know enough about the gospel to preach it rightly, to, to, to draw someone to God. They're, they're preaching, both of them are preaching false gospels. Both of them are wrong in their interpretation of what the Bible says. And again, it's not that the Bible can just be interpreted however you want. We read it and we look at it and it's what is true in the book, not my personal interpretation. I'm looking at this as, as scholars have looked at it for thousands of years. And this is what the Bible teaches. And both Trevor and Joel are wrong because they're both presenting a false gospel to people, whether it's universalism, whether it's judge not lest you be judged, whether it's, you know, the church is homophobic, any of these things that they are presenting are wrong and they need to get back to the word of God and understand what Jesus is saying. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Change the way you think, 
No longer view yourself as a good person. Understand you're, you're a sinner in need of a savior. Put your trust in the, the, the sacrificial work that he did on the cross, paying the penalty for your sin. And so then the Bible says that he is faithful to forgive you of those sins. It says says no one comes to him unless the Father draws him, and none that the Father give him can be snatched out of his hand. So we can, we can have eternal assurance in the fact that Christ died for our sins, but we have to come to him in repentance and faith. So there you go. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was somewhat pertinent. Uh, maybe you've seen him pop up in your, your timelines as well, and you were wondering what this was all about. So I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you for taking the time to watch. If you did like it, hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Hit the like on the video. Share the video. Um, hit that notification bell because apparently that makes the algorithms really happy, and more people find out about the podcast on YouTube. If you're on Gab TV, get me with a subscription. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Masters Dog or Norm Dunham over on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, uh, snide remarks, I'm happy to take them from you. Um, uh, give me all the smoke. So thanks for watching. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.